0: Oh, babies, <laughs> yeah, and but his cocaine is just um, cheeseburgers, so yeah, whatever, Pull up on grease, or chicken okay. fingers that you get from a steakhouse <laughs> yeah. or 7 Eleven. Mm uh speaking of that let me say we start the show the simple mind sports show the latest and the greatest in new england sports two-man show today should be able to get the, some concise uh intelligent thoughts which is nice um let's do some opening takes to start the show i'll go i'll start celtics basketball if you would uh celtics finished up the west coast trip this week uh, they finished it up with a back-to-back in l.a And uh, I think what we learned from the number one team in the NBA is they got, they might have a little Dookie in their pants. Uh, And I spell that D-U-K-I-E, Coach K style. And I'm talking about Tatum and the reputation that follows these Duke players as they get to the NBA, that they got a little tight butthole. I don't think Tatum's kicked that quite yet. Now, I know they won against the Lakers. Tatum hit the big shot to send it to overtime, but uh, don't forget, they blew a 20 point lead to get there. I don't even like the shot that he hit over LeBron to send him though overtime, and then eventually, uh, you know, the Celtics took over because LeBron is old as fuck and AD is a pussy and Westbrook sucks. Before that, you go you lost by twenty to Kawhi and Paul George. You got shoved in a locker by the boogeymen, the Warriors who are not playing great. Um, it just seems like there's still a little bit of that. It felt like the finals again. There's a little bit of that. They get pushed. They get pressured and they um they speed up and they collapse a little bit. Something to worry about. I mean you're whatever you are, 22 and 7 or 5 or whatever, like you're crushing the NBA. That's just something to keep an eye on. They haven't in my opinion they haven't jumped over that hurdle yet, and it all starts with Tatum. It all starts with that Dookie Dookie uh, mentality and attitude and uh reputation following him. Tatum admitted himself
1: last year that he isn't ready to close yet. Yeah. It, it's something he's admitted which is i don't know if anybody's ever admitted that before he actually admitted it and it's clear that, that somebody else has to take he's willing to carry the team up until about three minutes four minutes in the game somebody else has to has to do that at the end
0: yeah or it's they very just have to be that thing much thing better than they're
1: blowing teams out
0: yeah like to admit like kobe mike even lebron I guess he has it kind of uh, before the Miami days. It kind of like uh, put himself in that category too. Remember, he used to, Lebron used to get shit for not taking the shots. He always find he the would, open guy. He,
1: he said he used to say that his uh, best, like for him to do best, was to distribute, was to basically right. draw and pass, and somebody else to shoot. Which is why they surrounded him with you know the Boshes and the Ray Allens or the world. That's what he said was his best opportunity to make the smart basketball play. He would say,
0: right, and he was probably right about that. The problem is, Bron Bron is. You're better than everybody else, so you have to shoot it, even if it's over three guys. And that's what Tatum has to get right now. Like, But you have to do it in your spot. And this is what I mean. If Ray was here, he'd back me up. I've been saying this since he was a rookie. Like, And even that shot against LeBron, he didn't find his spot. He just kind of dribbled down real quick. He said he wanted to get it off before they loaded up on him, and I get that. But that's like how many how many times does he shoot a fade away from the baseline? Never. Mm. So it's like he didn't go to his spot and make sure that he was shooting the shot he wanted. He just kind of launched it up there. So we'll get but we'll get more into the Celtics and uh, and where they go from here and, and what we think about that old Dookie in the shorts. But before that, I didn't ask you. I'm just assuming you're going to bitch about the Patriots. It is an assumption. It's an excellent assumption. Fair, and fair really,
1: enough. I want to tell, it's a short story which will give my general consensus about how I feel about the Patriots and how I am as a Patriots fan. I like I, was, I like stories. I was grocery shopping and, uh, you know, local grocery store. There's a guy that works there that I've seen before. And this is probably the first time that I've been wearing. I was wearing like a Patriots shirt. So he had seen it and he had made a made a comment. This was after the Cardinals game. He's like, yeah, great game. They played really great. I was so happy to see him win. And of course, my teeth fucking clinch because and I'm like, how do I want to play this? Do I actually want to tell this guy how I feel or just can I just be happy that the Patriots won like this guy is and he just wants to talk about it? And of course I didn't know. I no. just laid fucking into it. And I was like, hey, they're this, they're that, this whole thing. And the guy's like, come on, man, they won the game. Can you be happy? And I just was like,
0: this is a perfect just... stranger. What's that? This is a stranger.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it's, you know, like a guy that I see at the grocery, like he works Got there. Got it. So I've seen him this is the first time we talk football and it's just, what become clear to me is he's a casual fan. I'm clearly not a casual fan of the Patriots and I have different expectations And even though this team wins games, they piss me off every single time. And it is, I wish I could be happy that they won this game, but there's just so many things about it that are just generally annoying. And I'm, I'm probably a spoiled football brat based off of watching the team for the past 20 years. My expectations aren't they aren't where they should be, but it, it, I just thought that that was a funny thing. That it just generally where the Patriots are and how I am, that I just couldn't hold back from unloading on that poor bastard.
0: Yeah, it's more of like a a more jealous than anything. Like you can yeah. you're happy about that, huh? Wow, yeah, good for you. I know, good for you. They're either like so brain dead that there's nothing else that matters, and or maybe like a bit they're a video game nerd or something. Like where else does your attention draw? You know that you can like watch then as a football fan and think it was good. Well, it's just that even just don't think about sports in the same level.
1: Like I'm like talking about things and he's looking at me like he's never considered this. He's like, <laughs> like, uh, like when you they think catch twelve ball- screen passes is a, a efficient offense in the NFL. He's like. Uh, it's like explaining football to your girlfriend for the first time (laughs) that's what it felt like this poor guy it is but it's just it was a totally different thing that yeah like he just just not that invested and the poor bastard was probably just trying to make conversation
0: yeah well as you know from our text exchange yesterday or the day before whenever it was i have tried to find a little optimism in this win and in this uh uh mac jones specifically And, and i'll 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 talk I'll try to talk myself back into it uh, as we get to that segment, Uh, because they did win. Uh, They did win. They are in the playoffs, and, uh, you know, we'll see where we go from here. So we'll be doing uh, Patriots Talk, of course. Uh, Do a little around the NFL. The playoffs are a mere uh, five weeks away, four weeks away. A lot at stake, both AFC and NFC. Um, We'll get back to the Celtics and the Dukie in their pants. Uh, Touching the World Cup a little bit, even with Ray Knight here. I'd like to get his thoughts on Argentina and the the amazing feat that they've that they've made it past the Saudis is just unbelievable. Uh, And simplest minds of the week, kind of a weak category this week, but we got a couple to touch on. This is the Simple Minds Sports Show Friday Rewind, December sixteenth. Thanks. Welcome to the show. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you're welcome. If you're watching on iHeartRadio, we're the number one New England sports radio show on iHeart and the self-proclaimed New, New, New England sports show on iTunes. Uh, wherever you're listening, uh, check out W Energy. That's w.gg Use promo code SIMPLEMINDS to get 15% off all orders. I know you bastards drink energy drinks. It's like a sick, sick addiction. Uh, try Dubby. It's very, very good. Uh, wherever you listen, wherever you get your podcasts, tell your friends, tell your mothers, welcome to this of my sports show. Patriots are in the playoffs. Roberto 27, 13 victory over the Cardinals seven and six firmly in that third wild card spot, seventh spot in the playoffs. Let me give you my key takeaways. I'm going to take it from here from that, from that Cardinals win. It was clearly needed, um, not just for the playoff positioning, but. It it really feels like you're on edge with this team. If they lost to the Cardinals, specifically the Colt McCoy led Cardinals, season's over. I mean, pack your bags. We spiraled. No need to play anymore. Uh, Half the team looks like have have basically almost quit anyway. Uh, So uh, a much needed win. So uh, kudos to them to to pull it out and stick with it enough to pull it out. Offense remains absolutely anemic and has. Formed a little cyst uh, that I like to call motherfucking Jones, motherfucking Mm -hmm. Mac Jones, because he's MF and everybody on the field at this point. Um, Let's talk about the defensive pass rush, which has become um, elite in certain situations with Uche and Judon, uh, which leads to some big plays out there in the secondary. And then uh, obviously the Kyler Murray injury changed the whole trajectory of the game three plays in. Let's start with that anemic offense. The top problems remain the same. Let's start with your opinion on the offensive line. And I asked you this question. Should they be this bad? You have Trent Brown, who is uh, one of the biggest humans on the planet. We know that he can play at an all-pro level. You have a first-round draft pick in Cole Strange. You have a uh, perennial pro bowler in David Andrews and the leader of your team. You have a win who's playing at a, an all-pro level. And then at right tackle, you suck. You have some bum... Uh, even if Win's in there, he's been awful. But I, McCorka, McCor, McCourty, who, who played it right tackle that game? Colt. Uh, uh, courtless. I can see it was seven. I know. I can't even it. doesn't McDermott, matter. McDermott. McDermott. Thank you. My point is, isn't there enough talent, uh, at least with the four other guys, that you should be uh, like throwing the ball forward more than a, a third of your game? And the main problem is Trent
1: Brown. Nobody else wanted him last year. That kind of became clear. Physically, he has the tools, but... I I think the term mental midget Applies because he is a physical beast. And what if he wanted to be good at football, he certainly would be. But I, I just don't think for whatever reason he doesn't want to. He's not like, like he gets slights in his head and it just like ruins his whole game. The first third down, you false start, the first one of the game. He is good for a penalty every game during a critical third down. Really, right now, they really only have two capable offensive linemen, and that's right guard and center with Andrews and on Unwenu is probably their best offensive lineman, and I say that right now just because David Andrews might be slightly physically compromised with the injuries that he's been through.
0: He's out there playing,
1: but... And, he's been, he's Strange, been
0: getting blown up a little bit. There was a couple plays, the last two, where I not used to him being put on his ass. And yeah, he's, he, little, he's probably dealing with an injury.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just he, he's gone through. And you can see, like as the season goes, Cole Strange looks small. He needs to put on some weight. He looks tiny. Like I don't think he's a bad player. I think he'll be fine as it goes through. But like as a guard, generally your guards they're just big dudes that kind of take up space in the middle because they don't they can't move as much. But
0: well, if you if they like their guards athletic. You look at uh, Shaq Mason, um, who they traded away. Even uh, Menkins wasn't the biggest guy in the world because they used to run a power run game and they drag mm-hmm. those guards and pull them, you know, into into the holes to run. I don't know if they're. <laughs> we just don't know what kind of offense they're running anymore. It's like they're not using exactly. him to his strength. They're trying to run a zone, or they're. Or, yeah. So yeah, you know, it all falls back on on that fat yeah. block. I mean, Patricia, sheer, not know what the fuck is, to do.
1: Should they be this bad? No, and it probably falls back on the fact that they're not receiving proper coaching. I mean, totally. we, I mean, we had Dante Scarnecchia for years, best offensive line coach. Now we got Patricia, who's being pulled both ways. So we don't know, like. Even we don't even know who the offensive coach even, is who's, who's I don't remember, remember his
0: name but um uh, Bedard mentioned him the guy that went with McDaniels to uh, the Raiders who have a bevy of injuries on their o-line starting a couple of rookies they're not great but they're not horrible and this patriots offensive line is horrible and you're right it does start with Trent Brown and his inability to get out of his own fat head and uh it does take a certain level of of crazy to uh, to play in the NFL and uh yeah. You know, of want and energetic, and, you know, and clearly he just doesn't have that and he needs to be pushed to that point and. You know, when you're on the verge of mutiny on your side of the ball between the offensive players, Trent Brown's certainly not the fucking guy that's going to drag you back to, uh, uh, you know, good playing good offense. So,
1: I mean, quick aside, I don't know what the hell they're going to do next year because, I mean, I think Trent Brown was like some one or two year deal. I mean, Isaiah Wynn, who knows what the hell's going on with him, but they're going to have to figure that whole tackle situation out. And they showed zero trust in them in that game. Cause I don't think he threw Mac Jones through a pass farther than like eight yards down the field. It was, well, just. Yeah, the seams screen. though,
0: Henry, like it, no, look, they a third of the time they threw the ball backwards. All right. So that what you're saying is absolutely true. And even when they ran it, they didn't run it too many times. Obviously Stevenson went down, but no, the, it was clear and it has been clear last several games that their uh, confidence in the offensive line is flat out zero. Um, and and yeah, I think it does fall back to coaching. I think you got enough talent on there where you should be able to drop back a handful of times and throw the ball twenty yards. Of like course, a couple times. It's the NFL. Um, <laughs> I lost my place, but I found it with a, the scheme is a hard R is what I wrote in the email. Uh, it's unbelievable how boring it is. The uh, Troy Aikman and. Buck were laughing at them at multiple points during the game. Um I know everybody in New England was screaming, in the, especially in the first half. It seemed like every single play was a screen. There ended up being twelve or thirteen of them, a third of their offensive plays. Uh I I just don't I don't know where you go from here. I think this is it, right? I, I don't know.
1: You you could say that their game plan worked because they won the game, but the game plan was so like unimaginative, so boring. And like, let's give Mac Jones a little bit of credit. Ramondre Stevens did get injured. Okay. Number one back goes down and probably your number one receiver goes down. Still well, you're already
0: it. missing your one. Jacoby Myers was out. Exactly. So they, they were goes down out. their Two Stevenson top receivers goes and
1: their top running back. Or their two, two top receivers and their two top running backs. So, okay, there is something to be said for that, okay? And the two rookie running backs, they stepped up, played pretty good, you know, whatever. It Just, you know, any running back on any given day can score some points here. Yeah, and they it filled the just... holes.
0: I mean, I thought, I thought uh, the Frenchman, Pierre, made a nice cutback on that, like, 40-yard run. Other than that, yeah. when they did run the ball, um, the Cardinals didn't put up a whole bunch of uh, restraint from or, uh, defense, in, you know, in the middle there.
1: No, no, and they quit once that defensive touchdown happened. They just they were like, and we're done. like yeah. they were just they were out of here. It's just I, I don't I don't see the the main thing that's frustrating about this game is, again, win against a backup quarterback, win against a losing team. So it isn't like we could even say that they've played well against a good team. It's just another win against a team that is just not a good team. And we'll see against the Raiders here. They're trending up. You could say it's an even fight. It would probably be the first game that they've beaten like an even opponent. And then, I mean, the Raiders game's the season. They win. I think they can win one out of the last three and get in the playoffs. They lose, they're done.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I want to get there. But I do want to ask you this question in terms of, in terms of the offense and the play calling, the quagmire that it is. Like, where's Belichick in this? Now, we've heard since training camp that he has had more um, to say and and has been more involved with the offense than ever. So is he just going on with enabling his buddy his beach buddy his boat buddy and patricia patricia says i'm coming in i want to run this new offense get rid of your fullback let's do zone running and belichick's like okay i guess all right matt i trust you blah 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 and as the season goes on patricia's still giving him the fucking business let's run 45 screenplays this game bill i think it's going to work okay matt sure let's you do your thing let me see how it's hard for me to believe that's the case. However, they are seven and six. They are in the playoffs. Is is so? I guess the question is: Is Belichick just enabling this to happen, or is he on board with it? Does he look at the game plan and go, "Okay, yeah, I'm good with that. Let's let's continue to run that shit."
1: I, if I'm and I'll about answer it, my own
0: question before we go. Yes, it's scary if he's on board. I hope he's just doing the I hope he's doing the other thing, which is almost just as bad, but it's not quite as bad. The other thing is enabling his buddy to drag his team down. That sucks. That's poor management. But I'd rather be poor management than poor coaching. Because if Belichick has lost his fastball in coaching, then you're really fucked and you really have to start over.
1: From the coaching perspective, I can hope that he's basically said, like, okay, we're going to have a bad offense the rest of this year. Let's put everything on defense and special teams, and I'll give input about how we can do things better. Example, Marcus Jones, inserting him, just like a little bit of a level of, like, unpredictability for the defense. From, like, a management perspective, like, I don't know how they could – it's his handpicked guy so he knows he's going to look bad this year and if if belichick isn't if he is mismanaging he thought that this was going to happen it was going to be a better scenario if he thought if he thought that this was going to be the season and it was just get me through this season and then next year we'll deal with it because this is how he always thought and that's what he wants to tell you because we're on the four-year plan but i I, I don't know which it is. I just hope from a coaching perspective that he's decided to allocate his resources where he thinks that they're gonna do the most effect.
0: Yeah, you would think coming out of a game where they threw the ball backwards more than forward, he would have he'd go over to the offensive staff and hey, Matt, let's uh uh why don't you try uh, maybe a couple maybe a couple slants. Let's get the ball going uh forward next game, huh? Anything. And
1: even one thing, I didn't realize it on the broadcast when I had watched the game that the Cardinals top corner was out and their second corner got injured during the game. I didn't realize that. I had heard it back when I was listening to something with Paul Perillo that he had said that and he had said that he was noticing
0: receivers open downfield the whole game that they had it. Mac Jones was pretty good. Like he was finding, he was yeah. finding Agalor on whenever they decided to throw the ball. Agalor, oh god, fuck Aguilar. But at least oh, he was putting it in his bread basket. But that that guy, good god, it's his his hands are bricks. One
1: hundred percent, he's not there next year. I mean, he Hippy. is so fucking bad.
0: But even that the first scene pass to um, to Hunter Henry, you know, put that in a crowd. Um, second one, you know, Henry, Henry was open, but the, fir- even the first couple of plays, the first couple of swings and draws, like he had Stevenson drop a ball, he had two or three drops. I didn't think Mac was bad in this game. Um, as an offensive quarter, you have to recognize, all right, looks like quarterback slinging it a little bit. We got open guys out there. Let's throw the fucking ball. And they just, they just kept doing like every other game. We're just spinning our wheels at this point. Let's move on. But they, Pritchard just keeps doing the same. Mundane, monotonous bullshit. Every single play, which leads to your second-year quarterback motherfucking you on national television yet again. As the third play out of halftime, Patricia can't get the call in, so Mac Jones flips out twice. uh He wanted ESPN to make it ran the clear. Was, it it thing. wasn't
1: him that was causing these delay of games. He wanted to make it crystal clear.
0: Yeah, yeah. Again, he did it last year, last week too. And I don't blame him. So a lot of it is being made out of this. I don't blame Mac Jones one bit. There is there is a level to it. Like you can't do it all game every game. No. But Jesus Christ, the third play at a halftime, you can't get me my play. Like yeah. it it was second and twelve. They'd already lost. They've already run another negative play. It's not like they threw the ball 50 yards and the faddle lineman had a run up and they ran out of time. It was sec. It was second and 12. I don't blame. I don't blame Mac Jones at all. I, bl- I don't blame him one bit.
1: Yeah, He's trying to save face. No, I, I don't blame him in this instance. Trust me. I'm always looking for a reason to blame Mac. Oh, but I in it. this instance. It, like, I, I get it. Like, because in general, you're going to blame the quarterback. It's like, why can't he get them up to snap the ball get this done? But if he's not getting the play in time, what the hell is he supposed to do? I mean, they don't have exactly a creative offense. They probably got 15 plays. Why can't he call one and get it in? Like, it's right. not that difficult.
0: Yeah. Um. Nope. I don't, I don't blame Mac at all. And I don't, I'm not sure where he is, where the players are in terms of saving face and trying to, it's clear there. there's reports out of the locker room that uh, players have, demanded accountability from their coaches. I've never heard of that shit.
1: That is amazing. Backwards. Amazing.
0: Okay. I'll tell you what, if we
1: demanded accountability from a high school coach, we would get absolutely berated. I don't know how it works in the pros. And, and maybe these guys are like, you're right. We're not doing a good job. I don't even know. That's, I, that's unheard of. It's unheard of.
0: It's un, it's unbelievable. I, I, and I guess, you know, they're looking for specific, um, you know, details. specific play Was calls heard, or details, details, details within the defenses that they might see and they, you know, they wanted that at a certain time during the week and the coach is going to get it to them. and they're like, no, you need to fucking give us the de- and to your point. Like we're running the veer, like we're running seven plays. Just <laughs> let us know what you want us to do when we see certain defensive sets. Isn't that supposed to be Patricia? Isn't that wasn't that the whole deal? He's coming from the defensive side of the ball, so he's supposed to give a different perspective. Now he can't even get that side of the ball. Like, and wasn't the
1: Cardinals defensive coordinator trolling Patricia ahead of the game? Oh, he's like, yeah, you know, you could really
0: see his defensive
1: roots in the offense.
0: I believe, uh, yeah, uh, Vic, Vic, uh, whatever his name is, uh, <laughs> he's called. He said he calls plays like a defensive coordinator would call plays in he sucks. Yeah, exactly. And then he tried to go, uh, you know, hold, hold face after the game. Do you see that in the ha- uh-uh. uh, midfield? Fuck, what's his name? Vic uh, Vance? Whatever. He Vance met up Joseph, with... Right? Joseph Vance Joe, yeah, thanks. He met up with Patricia and, the, and you could see him just like, hey man, that you know, they really took down out of context. You know what didn't hey, you know no. oh, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. You know, after he just took the L on the chin, and he doesn't have a huge track record, and his defense sucks. So, but even still, he wasn't wrong. Oh, God, no. He, he wasn't wrong.
1: <laughs> he wasn't wrong at all.
0: Uh what do you think of the so rookie running backs, Kevin Harris, uh Frenchman, Pierre Strong uh go for their each of them go for the first touchdown in their career. Uh we had seen Kevin Harris before uh what I forget what game that was Damian Harris went down again. Yeah and last up. time we saw Pierre Strong he was costing the Patriots a game Vikings uh against the Vikings with the with the pump luck. So like I think you summed it up. They're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> They're fine. Yeah whatever. A couple of running backs. If Pierre Strong can hold that third down back role that has been, um, you know, very important to the Patriots for twenty years, that would yeah. be nice. But I don't you even see- think Patricia knows how to use that role. So yeah, you, you see what the Patriots saw in him
1: clearly a first two down running back and clearly a third down back. If they can hold the role, that's clearly what they are.
0: Like it's easy to see what their potential is. He's certainly the fastest of them. When he had that um, break down the left sideline. And almost okay. cut it back for a touchdown. and you know, got tackled. Almost cut it back for a touchdown. I just, I remember saying to myself, "Ooh, Stevenson would have been caught about twenty years, twenty yards back." <laughs> this this kid's got some wheels. Oh yeah, ex- he's fast. <laughs> exactly. At least there's something there. Yeah. All right, switch gears. Let's do to the optim- opportunistic defense, is what I'm calling it. Um, and this is my first thought. They obviously they have the scoop and score. You got the uh, Marcus Jones interception. You got a ton of sacks. If this offense was competent at all, good God, would we be raving about the defense? Because as soon as you get a lead, Uche and Judon become the most lethal uh, uh, rushing tandem in the Luchay's NFL.
1: Finally realized this potential,
0: or at least they've let him realize it. You know?
1: True, at least they're playing. It. Whatever it is, he's
0: finally producing. Whatever it is. They're pretty freaking good. Five. They had six sacks in the game. Five of them came from Uche and Judon. Fifteen and a half for Judon this year. Ten and a half for Uche. Uh, they lead the NFL as a duo. Um, yeah, it's just a shame. You know, you need a lead for those guys to really excel, and uh, very rarely are the Patriots in that position. What do you think of the Kyler Murray injury? Goes down third play of the game, blown ACL. He's done for the year into next year. Interesting to see what the Cardinals do with that. Um, as a pain-in-the-ass quarterback, they're going to have to start over. Maybe they trade him. Um, do they win if if Kyler Murray stays in the game, Cardinals?
1: I mean, I had picked them to win the game. I mean, you know how I feel about them with a mobile quarterback. I mean, aside from DeAndre Hopkins holding a ball out like this and, and fumbling, I mean, if he doesn't do that dumb stuff and then, like, you know, Kyler's better than Colt McCoy – it's probably a different game it, it probably is it doesn't change you know maybe the patriots make some different plays but like i i, I would be inclined to say yeah they probably do
0: yeah you're right it would have been, certainly would have been closer i would lean towards the stupidity of the cardinals still coming through and, and losing that game i think hopkins still holds the ball like a uh, you know like oh, your, your what was dog's that guy doing? bag of shit um and i think color kyla murray's you know, he's he's got a couple of mistakes in him, too. And Cliff yeah. Kingsbury not going for the field goal on fourth and one to end the half. That's that a bad move. We f- went for it on what four times on fourth down, or something, three times. I think that stupidity just is ingrained with them. And like yeah. you said, I, they were due for a a, a game changing play like the scoop and score. And the Cardinals are Cardinals were just yeah. begging for a chance to quit.
1: Oh God, yeah. At least the only thing I'll say about Kyler, he might give up a seven like they gave up, but he'll get you a seven that Colt wouldn't. Right. Because he,
0: he he can get a bag and run around and do some dumb shit, but yeah, I mean...
1: I disagree with, with you. Brown Hollywood was a Brown, fire Brown looked like a piece of coach. shit out
0: there too. I, nobody wanted to... I don't think anyone wanted to be out there for Arizona, which, which um, just lends me to say uh it would have been tight and i just think the cardinals would have tripped on themselves enough for the pages probably to squeak one out but hmm. um you know it's a to- it's certainly a coin toss um but you know should have seen that coming kyler so <laughs> how, how many running
1: quarterbacks to last in this league they go down especially ones that are smaller than an average sized
0: man <laughs> that's right <laughs> That's right. Uh, speaking of smaller than an average-sized man, Marcus Jones continues to shine, picked up his first interception. He's playing offense. He's returning uh, punts. When's, when's this guy getting injured? Oh, it's coming soon. It's coming <laughs> soon. Blowing hammy. Just waiting. Stevenson, now this guy. Uh, Raquan McMillan had the scoop and score. He's looked good the last couple games. Um, we haven't talked about the linebacking core ever. you have your thoughts on that? I mean, I think that they're just
1: still lacking that. Three down guy. They seem to be playing a little bit better. They're a little bit faster, but in general, it's. I mean, they they run Tavai out there all the time. He seems to always be around the ball, and it's like sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. I I just. Yeah. But he's like always on the he like I, I, they're he's playing their him. most important position. I, I know, like I don't, I don't. I was just gonna say it. when
0: Giovanni Tavai makes one of the bigger plays for you on defense, you're you're probably in trouble.
1: Yeah. It's like, I can't say he's bad because he does do some good things, but he just isn't like, I don't want him on the field every play. And they, they run that guy out there all the time.
0: You don't have a playmaker at that second level. Um, like totally. you have with some of your best defenders. Uh, Mac Wilson has had some good games, he's had some bad games. Raquan McMillan has some good games, some bad Tevis, same Juwan Bentley. A lot of pros, you know, a lot of professionals are saying Juwan Bentley's having a really good year, but he's more of your two-down back, you know, run game, um, chases down some screenplays, things like that. You don't have you don't have a high tower, a brewski a Rabel. You don't have one of those guys that it's going to make an impact play for you um, when you need it in that second level. And even the scoop and score from McMillan, that was Duggar who knocked it out. So yeah, you know, they're, they're a B B minus at that second level.
1: You know, it's just, I think they're just matchup dependent. If they get good matchups, they'll be all right, but they, they can get exposed It's just, you had mentioned Marcus Jones, like I think he needs, he needs to be on the field, 50 snaps a game, like Mm -hmm. almost like where it's like 20 on offense, 20 on defense, and then playing all the special team snaps where we're going to take returns on him. Like he is just, even if he's just a decoy on offense the whole time, we don't have anything near that that
0: can cause teams to like forcibly pay some attention to him. He's your best playmaker. He he's the best playmaker you have on the team. It's too yeah. bad he's not a better wide receiver. He's he's got Tyreek Hill written all over him. If he could just if he knew how to play wide he, receiver.
1: He could probably be a better slot receiver than he ever could be a slot corner just based off his size. He's too good small. Point. Yeah. He's too small. <clears throat>
0: That's a good point. Uh last question on this. Is there still enough buy-in from this team to to, like you said, beat the Raiders, get maybe another win or squeak into the playoffs? I think they're teetering. I think they're Real close, like you said, The season relies on the Raiders game. A loss, and mathematically, you're probably out, but also I think you're right. I think the whole team just packs it in. I mean, you get a team,
1: you're going up against the other team, and their starting quarterback goes down the third play. It's possibly the best thing for a team that was teetering to begin with, so then it gave them a boost mentally. Going into this game, if they go down, They'll probably stay down. It it just all depends. They win this game, they'll be up for the next one, and then and then kind of go from there. And you know, one out of three, you'd say it's tough to lose three games in a row. But I'm sure the Patriots could find a way if they needed to. But
0: it's well, yeah, against only the Bengals, Dolphins, and yeah, they the got a tough, they can... got
1: a tough road. And at least the bank, the uh, the Dolphins are trending down now. So
0: yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that with the, around the playoff around the NFL, the playoff implications uh, with those teams and the and the Patriots. But uh, well, that's point, I I don't know who pointed this out. Uh, One of one of them uh, said, you know, on the heels of the of the reports that the locker room was asking for accountability came off that Bills game where they had gotten down. They were down multiple scores and the offense continued to play the anemic role and refused to just like take some chances and throw the ball. Their players just went. Okay, what the fuck are we doing here then? Like, we're not even playing football. We're we're just you know running the ball. So, in that same instance, if they get down against the Raiders, what's this? Who's the Why would it change? You know, they're just going to keep running down down ten in the third quarter. You're sticking with what what you got, running screens, and so yeah, there's 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 I could definitely see them just quitting i don't see mac quitting though it's another reason i like him i think the guys are fucking competitive I, yeah, I, I think Mike, te- i think guys are playing for mac i don't have a problem with Mac's mentality he's got it he's a,
1: he he absolutely wants it i just don't think he has the physical attributes to
0: succeed he might have a little fuck you in him like he, he might does, have like i think i, I, Brady, I, I, I think brady's mean, the type of guy who'd go to the line you know this is a far move this is an aaron Rodgers move he gets the call in, the, in his headset and he goes fuck you i'm not running that play I think Mac's got to like, oh, you want your 15th screen today? No problem. Loss of six. Nice play, dickhead. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> exa- it isn't like an Aaron Rodgers thing where he's doing it because he's like, oh, I'm so fucked. He's like, he's being like, like, it's like an immature thing. He's like, Yeah, he's a little cunty. He's a little cunty. Yeah, he is. Just a little bit. He's a tennis kid. He's a little cunty. Oh,
0: God, tennis. All right, let's get the final predictions. Uh Vegas uh Raiders versus the Pats. Uh Ray Ray, Dr uh Dr Big Mac, the obvious one is out there right now with uh, big ray checking out the game. Uh Pats are a minus 1 uh heading into the game today. Uh what what do you got? What's your prediction? I'm going to give them a win.
1: Woo! I'm going to give them a some win. movement. Some yeah. movement from I'll behind. give them a win. I think it'll probably be let's say 24 20
0: yeah, I know I've been the uh, the positive one on on the show. I We're flipping
1: roles. <laughs> oh, wow,
0: I feel a loss coming. You know, I want to give them the win because they need it so bad, but I feel a uh, fuck you coming from McDaniel's. Devontae Adams is unstoppable against everybody. Never mind. I'm worried this about Jonathan secondary. Jones. I think he's he's not good right now. He's he he he's just kind of bad. He's not good Josh Jacobs has been one of the best backs in the league they hate, they yeah. didn't stop James Conner at all i uh, I'm your only hope is Derek Carr spitting down his bib yeah you know or more McDaniels in that defense you know they've given up seven uh uh two possession you know leads to to lose this this season or something like that that's true yeah like every they've had like double digit
1: leads in the fourth quarter they've given up so many trivia. How many double Patriots will give them a have problem. the Patriots come back <laughs> They from... won't even bother getting up double digits.
0: Zero. The Patriots have come back from zero double digits. So this is another uh, rock meets hard place. True. I think it's a brutal loss of the Patriots. I do. Mm. I, th- I. They think need it's... Myers to play, 100%. They need an intermediate outlet. I think it's like a 24-17 loss for the past. Mm. So that's, there you have it. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. I hope I'm wrong, but... Usually I'm not. Let's throw over the headlines with the obvious one. Just kidding me. Patriots dragged themselves to a win over the 106-year-old back career backup Colt McCoy in a dreadful Cardinals team, 27-13. Uh, the win leapfrogs the Pats into the playoffs if they were to start today. The Pats stayed in the desert in anticipation for their matchup against old friend Josh McDaniels. The Raiders are bringing back starters to Uh, Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro uh, for the one complete game they will play all year just so McSuckey can shove it up Belichick's behind Jason Tatum and the Celtics avoided disaster in LA this week after blowing a 20 point lead to the Lakers Tatum dropped 44 points in an overtime win including the fadeaway J over LeBron to send it to extra time Celtics remain a top team in the NBA uh, but many are speculating if they have an extra wipe due for that dukey in their pants Bruins are a fucking force The Redskins are a fucking embarrassment. In Heimbloom's latest press conference, he claimed, and I quote, I'm a dumb, silly asshole with no real idea what I'm doing. The Matrix is real. Bow down to your overlords, the machines. End quote. In what many are calling the most unbelievable turn of events, Argentina has climbed from the once depths of hell's and the largest upset in history uh, to land in the World Cup championship match against France. Who could have seen that coming? This has been Headlines with the Kamesh. See you next week. Bye-bye. Look, Argentina. <laughs> uh, oh, man, we are late, Bobby. I thought we were going to be quick with the two-man show, but we just get chatting. Race stupidity is a natural... Uh, prohibitor to end conversation and move on to the next.
1: I mean, at first I thought it was overblown, but I'm finding it to be understated. Honestly,
0: <laughs> like I, yeah,
1: no. I, I thought it was more of like a caricature, but no, I'm finding it to be like a real thing that's difficult to overcome at times.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a weekly mountain we have to hurdle. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right let's get down around the NFL is important we need to touch on this the playoffs are here uh, I'll give you the NFC playoff teams the eagles have clinched the spot they are the number 1 team at 10 and uh 11 and 1 uh, a, a real a real house this year the vikings uh lead the NFC north the 49ers the NFC west the bucks are in are in control of the NFC south with a 6 and 7 record brady boom, boom, boom. Uh, Cowboys, Commanders, and Giants hold down the wildcard spots. That's all of the NFC East for anybody counting in the playoffs. That's insane. The whole division. Kind of cool. Uh, same thing in the AFC. We'll get there. Uh, on the bubble there are the Seahawks, who are trending down. The Lions, who are trending up. And I put the Packers in there, but they probably don't have a shot at 5-8. and eight. In the AFC, uh, Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, and Titans are your division leaders right now. Behind them, you have the Bengals trending up, the Dolphins trending down, and the Patriots. We just talked about them for 45 minutes. On the bubble, uh, the Jets and concussed uh, or broken-ribbed Mike White, whatever. <laughs> that team's playing for Mike White. but they fucking I fucking love Mike White. I don't know if he has it because he got crushed in that game. Oh. Uh, and the Chargers just beat the Dolphins. They are uh, They're climbing the standings on the bubble. Right now, both seven and six. Uh let's get to that key takeaways from the from the weekend. Purdy takes a dump on Brady. What's this what's his kid's first name for in the Brock. Brock. That's right. <laughs> I knew it was something meat heady. Uh Brock <laughs> Purdy uh crushes the Bucks. Uh and little fact, he was born four months after Brady was drafted in ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So Brady's very grumpy. <laughs> Does Brady yeah. is Brady done? Is he cashed?
1: I don't I- I don't think so. I think he still got it. I think he still play. I, I
0: think, think it's so.
1: a it's a bunch of factors he's never had to face in his life. He's literally gone through a mid-season public divorce. Yeah. And, and not to mention like the whole uh scandal with the cryptocurrency yeah, thing. Yeah, he lost,
0: you know, half a billion dollars.
1: He's got a lot going on outside of his football life. And not to mention just the the teams kind of got old. They they did the same thing the Patriots did in eighteen. They sold out to win, and now the team got old, and their their window's done.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, Brady's just sad. He'll be back. Yeah, I think I think he's fine. I don't think he's the problem. I take him. Uh, Miami, predictably crumbling, the trash organization that they are, that I've always called them, that I always knew them to be. Lose to the loser Chargers. Next up, they got a game in Buffalo. Looks to be a weather game. There's a loss. Uh, and then you're competing for the Patriots. Right now, your Patriots are a game behind the Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins are about to lose again. Patriots, in your opinion, Bobby, are about to win. That would put them in a tie with Miami holding the tiebreaker for now. And a head-to-head. Um, trending down are uh, the Dolphins.
1: They are trending down. They, it's... I mean, their whole team revolves around two wide receivers. And if if they aren't there or teams are figuring out or if teams are figuring out whatever it is that McDaniels is doing, I mean, they're that's their team. That's what they've been. And if- Look,
0: uh, a lot has been made of of Mac Jones' mediocrity. And a lot of comparisons, specifically before the season, was made to Tua Tagovailoa, who obviously has had a better season. He has one of the best wide receivers the league's ever seen uh, and an offensive-minded head coach. Tua Tagovailoa is not a guy that wins you games. He, at this point, he's just a guy that doesn't lose your games. So for them to get into this point, into this stage of the, of the season, and to face inclement weather, tougher defense, you got a lot of film on you, you need to elevate as a quarterback. I don't know if Tua has it. You combine that with their traditional... Uh, just general trashiness of that franchise and their ability to crumble.
1: To to overcome, it's the same thing. He's Dolphin a small suck. guy. He's not big. No, as the season goes, he's gonna he's gonna wear down.
0: Let me give you um this uh, tiebreaker headache as it pertains to the uh, L.A. Chargers, who are now in a tie with the Patriots and the Jets. For that third wild card spot at seven and six. Currently, they're losing that tie to the Patriots because of the conference record. The Patriots have four conference games left. The Chargers have three conference games left. However, you want to do that math, whatever your predictions are on wins, that's going to probably determine the tiebreaker. However, just a little trivia here's the NFL tiebreaker to get into the playoffs. It's a doozy. First, it starts head to head. Pats and Chargers don't play each other this year. Then it goes into conference. That's what has the Patriots and the players right now. They're 5-3 and three in the conference. Chargers are 5-4. and four. Then it goes to common games. Then strength of victory. Then strength of schedule. Then, whatever this is, points scored or allowed combined ranking in the conference. Or then it goes points scored, allowed combined ranking all teams. Then it goes point differential conference, point differential all teams. Then it goes touchdown differential. And then finally, once all of that has been tied, goes to a coin flip.
1: How is it possible that all those things could possibly be tied and <laughs> you flip a coin? That isn't, there are there is so I'm many saying, things.
0: Fingers crossed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the flip. Where is the coin flipped? Who flips the coin? Is, is it like, what are the, like, is it actually written out how the coin flip would go?
0: Yes, yeah, behind doors at NFL headquarters and exactly. uh whoever that shithead like, from the, the from the Chargers are in.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh yep, so there you go. Uh it could come down to that between the uh the Patriots and the Chargers, not so the Jets with two wins over the Jets if Patriots have the same, you know. They they got a they got a bigger hill to climb. Uh but the Chargers may may they got a soft schedule. They got three AFC uh, opponents. Patriots have four. Bottom line, the Patriots beat Two of these teams, they beat the Raiders and the Dolphins. They're in. That's all they got to do.
1: That's it. it. It is in front. Of, it is in front of them, and then they'll have a glorious loss in the playoffs.
0: It'll be amazing. It'll be amazing. <laughs> I did say nine wins would get them there. Uh, speaking of wins, uh, the Eagles eleven and one. Are they that? Are they that good?
1: I think they're a good team. I mean, eleven and one. I mean, eleven it's... and one. The the record is they've had like a bit of a soft schedule and like they kind of caught lightning in a bottle. I mean they're a good team. Huh? I have a difficult time. I I think they got a great chance at going to the Super Bowl. I mean they just have a lot of good players. They
0: got a lot. Yeah, of Yeah, I haven't watched enough about. It. I I mean I know Jalen Hurts is having a good season. I have always liked Jalen Hurts. He's figured some things out. They got him AJ Brown, Devonte um or not Devonte Dev, Devonte Smith. Devonte Smith, yeah. You know he's a good number two. Um, uh, Miles Sanders in the running game has been playing well. I don't know much about them, frankly. I haven't watched a ton of them, but they, they just have they don't feel like an players. eleven and one team. Maybe it's because no, of quarterback. I
1: just feel like they're a team that like has been winning some games and like the the, the hype isn't there because it's like Jalen Hurts and like I, I don't know what it there isn't that hype where if like the Packers were eleven and one, everybody would be like, Oh, like Aaron Rodgers is gonna win. But it's I, I just don't see like who's gonna be who do you think would beat him in the NFC? Who's beating him?
0: I mean, probably
1: the only team would have been the 49ers, but if you know, they, now they got the backup to the backup,
0: who looks pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, maybe you give the Cowboys a shot just because of the division rival thing. Mm. Not yeah, you know, there's not a there's not a whole lot of there's not a whole lot of uh powerhouses there on the uh, on it's the NFC side of, of like, the bracket. All the quarterbacks are in the AFC now. Most of the fucking league sucks.
1: Let's be I, honest. I, I, it's just such a strange year. Like Everything is in transition right
0: now. Speaking of transition, uh, I caught this this two pieces of news uh, just going through some stuff today. Jim Ursay comes out and said he's not ready to oust Dan Snyder, who's under multiple investigations from the FBI and (laughs) and other law (laughs) enforcement. He says, quote, I'm not ready to vote him out, Ursay said after attending the league's December meeting. I need to hear more from my partner's talk. It's been something where you want more information about everything is key. Hey, Jim, you we'll fucking see. guys get more information than anybody. They got all the information. They know exactly what's been done, exactly what's happened. And Newsflash it's probably happened a lot A lot of the same shits. Probably happened in their organizations. So uh, it's, Jim that's knows he's got skeletons in, in the closet. Club. So
1: he's not ready to like get out there and get this guy out of there. Because he knows he's got plenty himself.
0: You'd think Ursa would be the one that Like, all of his shit's out. The guy's been arrested multiple times on quaaludes driving down the highway or whatever. Like, you'd think he's like, I'm an open book, Quentin. Like, let's get this fucking guy out of the league, man. (laughs) But no, still, good old boys club. They're all sharing fucking $10 billion a year. (laughs) And uh, they can't get this piece of shit out of the league.
1: Nope. They don't want to. Everybody likes Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder's a likable guy amongst owners, okay? Yeah, yeah. Dan Snyder, he's like your asshole. Everybody has that friend that they meet that they know that he's an asshole, but he's your asshole. Yeah, That's yeah, Dan yeah.
0: Snyder to the owners. Yeah, you gotta keep him around a little bit. Make yourself look better. Uh, and then uh, on the verge of that, the NFL uh, is discussing ejections for roughing the passer penalties. I don't have any more details on that. It's a beginning phrase in this, but um, good God.
1: It's the only way the NFL can actually ruin this league is with these sorts of penalties.
0: I don't like for what? So to continue to further lessen the aggressiveness of defensive players, like just, the, even, even, um, you know, the defenseless receiver hits that guys are getting called for now where they're just standing there ready to tackle a guy and the offensive player puts his helmet down and they get the call. It's like, they're running a million miles an hour and they have to make split decisions. I haven't seen many guys hide, 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 hunting in the NFL anymore. They've proven their point in that case. Like, what do you, what, what do you want more from this?
1: There is nothing they will stop at until they essentially turn it into flag football. It appears. I, I, I just don't, I, I don't, it isn't necessary if they want to make it reviewable. I guess I can get behind it because there's been so many of them that are so bad, but they just need to be a quick thing. It's like, okay, like this, isn't it like move on because they can be game changers, but to, I, I don't know. They, they just, they're, they're so no
0: afraid way. of the, uh, of the backlash from this player safety, uh, you know, um, latest cause like they just need to lean into it. They need to lean into the fact that uh, football is a violent sport and you're signing on, uh, and getting paid, uh, Heftly, like you're being paid millions of dollars you're getting paid very handsomely to take on this risk and it's a violent sport we're going to do a lot to make it safe but it's never going to be perfect and that's that's the deal so get used to i don't it. even know if the players are behind it like i i think they
1: understand what the game is like why would they want like something that which can't necessarily be avoided to dramatically alter the game because then it takes it out of their hands
0: The players just don't want to be bullshitted. Case in point, Devontae Parker came out and social media called out the league and the NFL spotters for not dragging him off the field after his concussion. And you know, their point is, and I think a lot of people, the NFL is full of shit. You know, they, they were taken to the court for the CTE and the concussion and and hiding information from them for decades. The players believe they're full of shit. They don't trust them. And for and now the and the NFL is just reacting poorly. For it. Um, and the players don't trust them about it. And that's what the whole Devontae Parker thing was about. It's like, if you're going to say it's player safety, then do your job. You got NFL spotters on the sideline. My eyes are in the back of my head. Drag me off the field. And the spotters didn't. And that's N- Nelson Aguilar had to do it. And I, I think that's where they came from. If the league just said, look, you're going to get fucking hurt. <laughs> like, yeah, 300 exactly. pound men running a 4 440 at each other. It's, it's gladiator shit. You're going to get hurt.
1: I mean, it's a fair way to go, to go about it. Basically, not, not like we're talking about signing a waiver, but like, listen, play at your own risk. There is the high potential that when you're involved in a car collision every several minutes that you could potentially hurt yourself. Like, you don't need to do this. No one's forcing you.
0: Yeah. And more guaranteed contracts and, and better, you know, better, better treatment of the players would help in that regard. But, um, yeah, I just think if, uh, in a general standpoint, the league's going the wrong way when it comes to player safety. They're, they're trying to search for yeah, per- perfection
1: guaranteed <laughs> contracts. That's why Lamar Jackson hasn't signed because he's like, you're going to give Deshaun Watson <clears throat> guaranteed money, but you want me to sign this
0: bullshit? This $120 million bullshit for a guy that loses constantly. Every penny. Uh, they'll get there. They'll eventually get there. Quarterbacks are getting it. Next will be the wide receivers. Then it'll be the uh, cornerbacks. Then it'll be the pass rushers. And you're just getting keep all the keep way down to the down full, to the lonely fullback. He'll oh. be like, "What about me? <laughs> what about hey, hey, coach? What about me?"
1: <laughs> ah,
0: just get out there, buddy. Keep blocking.
1: Belichick will be the first person to ever fully guarantee special teams versatility contracts. Yeah, this, uh, the the hundred million. Brandon Schooler will get a fully guaranteed
0: special teams gunner. <laughs> it's four snaps a season. Um, and just lastly on this, I thought this was important to point out. Cole Beasley's toothless, vax-denying ass is back in Buffalo, so all is right in the world. Good for him. Nobody uh, wants OBJ. Quick break and uh, uh, just get back to that Celtics dookie real quick. Hmm. <laughs> can't tell I'm, I'm really proud of myself for this analogy the uh or actually it's more of a um
1: i've never seen an analogy you're not proud of
0: <laughs> it's more of a literacy thing the dookie dookie you know it's not d-o-o-k it's D U K I E, and most people hate duke unless you're from duke so it all works they're pieces they're of
1: very shit
0: hateable a bunch of a legend Actually, I think they I think they proved that wrong.
1: I I I I think it's confirmed.
0: Well, we'll leave that allegedly. One twenty two, one eighteen, win over the Lakers. Uh, Tatum forty four, nine boards, six uh, assists. Uh, blew the twenty point lead, as mentioned on the top. Uh, just so everyone's clear, the Lakers are eleven and sixteen, and twelfth in the West. LeBron looks look. I say he looks old here he's still doing windmill dunks and looks like a freight train when he wants to. It just doesn't, he, he can't dominate the game anymore. He, he he just, he can, he can jump. He can do those athletic feats, but he,
1: he doesn't have like the cardio to play basketball.
0: Yeah. Or the agility or whatever. Like, you know, he's been nursing Achilles and hamstrings and things like that over the last couple of years. It was just evident to me. Like he, he, in that game, he stood, on the sidelines, sometimes literally for most of the play. And they pass it down to AD, who is a flat-out bitch. Like, he's soft as shit, and Westbrook is a maniac who sucks. The Lakers stink, and uh, the Celtics blew a 20-point lead to them. We kind of chronicled that in the opener. But then that 20-point loss to the Clippers, Kawhi and Paul George, they look good. Um, Finally back in action after whatever that Kawhi's been out, two years. Um, Once every
1: four years, they'll get it together.
0: Yeah, sure. Paul George, Paul George, will shit his pants too. You know, there's some guys just don't have it, and I'm just very worried that that guy's Tatum.
1: I I think he has it a little bit more, and that he cares about basketball more than some of these other guys do. But he has, just like we talked about before, he's verbally said, like, listen, like I don't know if I have that killer instinct. So they need somebody that's got it, because in the end, unless they're good, you know, they went against the the Warriors, and they had a couple guys that have that. So unless they find themselves in a situation going against somebody that doesn't, they're probably going to lose or they have to be 10 times better and blow them out.
0: Jalen Brown has it. I just don't, I think he's, you know, if Tatum is missing that killer instincts by this much, Jalen Brown's missing the talent by that much. It's you know, it's just like, there's just that gap.
1: He's willing to do it, but is it like the best idea
0: for him to do it? Right. Exactly. I mean, he hit that dagger three in overtime versus the Lakers. That really was the one that, that ended the game from deep. So I mean I think he's got that in him. Um yeah, it's just it's just another hurdle and I'm not going to I'm not going to say Tatum will never get it or or he's not there. He's certainly more of a cerebral player. Um so I keep saying it, you got to find your if you're a cerebral player, you don't really have that instinct. Then you have to find your spot and understand exactly what you need to do to get the ball in the hoop and know that if you do it correctly, it's going in or you're going to get fouled and go to the line or something. Offensively, you just need to get yourself in that position where your uh, margin of error is is very wide, and you can and you know what you're going to do. And I don't know if he has that in his game yet.
1: Well, it seems like, to your point about him not getting to a spot. It's he lacks the aggressiveness to demand to go to his spot. Like if somebody tries to take it away from him, he's like, "Okay, you're taking it right. away. I got I got to do something else." Instead of forcibly continuing to impose his will on the game.
0: Right. Uh, offensive basketball is a winning is a is a winning bet. If you know what to do. So even if you had at any point in time, go watch Kobe Bryant at any point in time, he knew he was getting doubled. He knew he was getting tripled, but he knew where he was in the court and what move he had to make, depending on what the defense did to get his shot. So, you know, off best offense beats best defense in basketball, 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. So you just have to understand where to go and what to do. If they're going to W from your left, you better have a move to your right. If you're going to W from left, better have a move to your right. So like, you know it's it's just kind of getting to that level The fucking kids 25 still <laughs> like, I, mean, I did he, see a stat it was... it's like
1: all he's almost been with the celtics for 10 years <laughs> it's
0: unbelievable he is he is unbelievably good like and i'm 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 rooting for him harder now than i have like I, my doubt is much much smaller than it has been the last couple of years and i did see a stat he's like th- he, he's um 3 and 0 in game 7s uh been to three conference finals been to a finals by the time he's 25 if, if he years retired old
1: tomorrow he's had a real nba career
0: yeah it's like a pretty it's pretty unbelievable and we still have this gripe mm-hmm. so it might be unfair to him but i i i do believe what i'm saying is correct and i and i think that he probably knows that too it's just a matter of finding that game he's got to find that old man 30 plus
1: uh he needs to sit down game, with malcolm man. brogdon and malcolm needs to tell him a thing or two about old man ball okay and if not i could tell him i tell, i got an old man game that it is it's it's really nice actually i really i've really settled into what i'm good oh, yeah. at i stopped trying to do things i can't do
0: nope yep yeah i've gone straight to the trouble. old man game playing a bunch of 22 year olds uh, i'm fine with it i don't need to be a hero. <laughs> Mm -mm. I'll impose some window when some wisdom on you nice segue to Brogdon though he was brought in for these situations he was brought in to slow down the game to to corral everybody this might people aren't talking about it allow me to be the first this might be the first knock real true knock on Missoula and what he's done with his with his lineups when they've gone to overtime or late fourth quarters it's been smart brown Tatum in some combination of either Grant Williams and a center or or whoever they want in the front court. Malcolm Brogdon has been nowhere to be seen, and I think that's a mistake. I don't think he's using him correctly. I don't think he's using him enough. Like He needs to play. Malcolm Brogdon should play at least a, a stint in overtime.
1: The only thing I can think of, which I think I mentioned it before, is you're saving his minutes. He's like... You know, these games now, like, do they really matter? The wins or losses, you know, you're making the playoffs. So it's like, you really got to save it. And probably if, let's say we get to March and he's starting to work into these end of game lineups so that that means he's going to be there in the playoffs. That would make sense to me because at least he's got an injury history. He's old, you know, you just, you really do got to save it because it doesn't, what what happens now doesn't matter. It just doesn't. I'm with you,
0: and I I would agree with you, and that makes sense to me. I don't know if Missoula's doing that. Yeah. Because Tatum's playing 38 minutes a night.
1: I don't know if he's doing it because it really more seems like he's emptying out everything he's got to turn that interim tag to full term.
0: Yeah, I mean, and look, Marcus Smart is a bull, and he's had a really good season, hits a big shot against Lakers. I've been the biggest hater on this guy for years. Um, But he's 29, you know? It's not like... And he's playing every single minute. If He's been there for a decade. Marcus Smart's been there for two. Yeah. So uh, I agree with you. That would be a smart move. I'm not sure that's what he's doing. Maybe he'll transition into that, and mm-hmm. we'll see Brogdon more. Maybe he'll learn from that. Uh, I think Tatum's minutes have got to come down, but you know he's going for MVP, so he wants to play every. every Both of the every Jays night. play a lot. Yeah, they got to they got to work on that. Okay, um, we'll get back to the Celtics at another time. Um, for now, a quick break and just. I just want to hear uh, Bobby's detest for Argentina one more time before they go to the championship. So, quick break.
1: Sky rockets in flight. Boo! Afternoon delight. Whoop.
0: You guys have it, I think. Huh. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. 3-0. Uh, a goal and assist for Messi. Uh, Messi leads the way in multiple categories in this World Cup by uh, five goals, three assists, 27 shots, 14 shots on target, four point five seven five expected goals. I don't know what the rest of these stats are. Chance created, 18. Fouls drawn, 20. Open play chances created, 14. Take-ons, 36. He's also been the man of the match four times. All of those lead in those statistical categories uh, for the World Cup. Uh, the hate for Messi is real. Um, But clearly, he uh, has come uh, man on a mission as they take down Croatia 3-0 to head to the championship against France, who squeaked it against Morocco. Any thoughts on the World Cup?
1: I find Messi very unlikable. (laughs) He just looks like a, I don't know, like, it's like if your toddler got loose in the yard and kind of ran around. That's kind of like what he looks like. It just doesn't seem, he shouldn't, he doesn't look like he should be a good athlete, and it's just annoying. I get that a
0: little bit. He's got that stocky kind of short stride kind of thing going on. Yeah. I get it. And, yeah, he does have a little bit of a douchebag face. I just, I am a sucker for greatness, man. I do. Don't get me wrong. I like to see uh, big dogs go down hard. But when you've when you reached a pinnacle of of real greatness, I do like to see it. Messi's there. I mean, speaks for, itself. for him to have this kind of performance in this last World Cup has never won. Everybody is doubting him. Saudi Arabia, the greatest upset in the history of the world. For him to come now back out and shove it on everyone's face. I just I kind of respect performances like that.
1: Yeah, It's fair. And I mean, this would probably end the whole debate over him and Cristiano Ronaldo. He gets his World Cup and
0: Cristiano Ronaldo is going to go play in Saudi Arabia. So. Yeah. He just got benched and was going to go play Saudi Arabia. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. So they'll take on France. Uh, Jesus, is this not the, uh, the matchup that FIFA was looking for? And the, uh, it's one of them, you know, the broadcast that they were looking for FIFA uh, or uh, France going for their back teams could
1: lose. I'd be thrilled.
0: That'd be nice. Now they're are no ties Uh, generally there are ties in soccer but i'm assuming not in the championship match
1: yeah exactly they would make it they would find it difficult to end with a tie but maybe they could maybe the penalty kick will just go on indefinitely
0: yeah maybe they'll all just rub their vaginas together and say you know what we've had enough let's end this game (laughs) zero zero (laughs) no no mas no mas (laughs) no mas (laughs) no mas and uh however they say it in french uh all right uh that's your world cup minute let's do a simplest minds of the week and we'll get on out of here Stupid or something? Almost as stupid as a stupid does.: I couldn't find the, the thing you sent me.
1: Oh, well, for the guy, the uh, the fugitive that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, give it. Give he, us.
0: Give us your your simplest mind of the week candidate, please.
1: So, so, my simple mind of the week is a guy who commented on a Facebook page, oh, which man. was America's Most Wanted. So he, it was about the top ten fugitives, and he commented on it and said, "What about me?" And then he immediately got caught. <laughs> now, I can relate to this because I would feel the need to troll too if I was in that situation. If I, if I felt like I, I was getting on, I want you to know about it. So, I, I mean, I can, I can relate to the guy, but I mean, it wasn't do we know smart what
0: he did? Guy. What did he do? I don't know. Oh,
1: no, no, he commented. No, he commented on No, oh, what, oh, he, what was his crime? No, I don't know his crime. I didn't know his crime.
0: Yeah, if he pulled off a real slick heist. Although usually high school. I can't imagine that this that. guy was
1: that smart if he did this this wasn't like some like sophisticated bank robbery probably it's, it's got to be a drug dealer dumb. or
0: something it's got to be drugs yeah, or something exactly Something stupid what about me yeah. oh we got you buddy don't worry
1: yeah, don't worry yeah exactly
0: we're rooting for you chief here yeah. you go <laughs> <laughs> that might win i uh, i pulled out a candidate because i was late on this today so i'm i'm going to go with uh the reporter uh in in qatar who died grant wall um was it was reported that he died over there uh with no autopsy really it was said that he got sick was the first report that he got sick mm-hmm. and died allegedly in qatar covering the world cup was arrested or at least punished for wearing a rainbow shirt at one point over there and now uh his brother had come out uh, immediately on social media and asked for uh, investigation for foul play then he almost immediately took it back. <laughs> and then his wife now that the body has come back and they've done a quote unquote autopsy came, has come up extremely publicly and said it was aortic aneurysm, which is not what was originally reported. Natural de- It was natural originally death, natural death. Originally reported he got sick and died of like pneumonia or a heart attack. I've heard there was, there's been multiple different stories about why this poor guy died I'm just saying, so here's the simplest minds of the week. Anybody who believes okay. that he died of, of something other than something other than uh, I'll just leave it there because I know that we have an international uh, uh, listener group here. We were very popular in Ireland, actually, and you never know who's who's really listening. So yeah. We'll stay on the good side of those individuals. We'll stay on the good side on that side of the pond. Just saying, just saying. He was (laughs) murdered. This has been the Simple Mind (laughs) Sports Show, December 16th. See you next time. Bye-bye. there oh howdy 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 no ray today uh-oh finally <laughs> what you've been waiting for seriously hey look at that yeah it, a very
1: a very christmasy day back here
0: seriously yep that's really that's could get us in trouble with the jews we're not, that's uh-huh. not representing hanukkah very well
1: it, it, that's over in the other part of the room you can't see that oh, okay very good no Thanks. it's here
0: yeah yeah, you know, it's definitely here. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ray would be upset, but Ray's not here, so that's fine. He's full of debauchery, I assume. He's full of something. He's mm. all full up of something somewhere. Oh my goodness! In his backside. Oh yeah. Uh, I was curious, though. I did put in the email. How fat do you think Ray actually is? I know you haven't seen him in in a while. No. No no. Um, but
1: I mean I can gather. Are we talking weight or just like a general sense of his fatness including his general demeanor?
0: Yeah, like his like an un, like where does he land on the unhealthy scale of uh, physically and what it's doing to him mentally? 10 being
1: the fattest most unhealthiest person ever? Yeah. I would say he's a 7.
0: Okay. I was going to go 11, but that's <laughs> He's got work to do. He's got some work to do. Let's put it that way.
1: Yeah. No, have I not seen him? No, but I've gathered through his general habits that he is, he's not taking care of himself.
0: No, no, no. When he's wheezing in between takes, it's, (laughs) it's a dead giveaway.
1: And the one time he's drinking water, it's like noteworthy.
0: only because he has to go deal with other parents. Not that's yeah, not really exactly. even. A and that choice. was
1: only the first time. Whatever the second time. Right, he didn't he
0: did make that clear. This is the first practice.
1: Yeah, exactly. The second practice he's going to be on cocaine.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and but his cocaine is just um cheeseburgers. So yeah, whatever. Pull up on grease. Or chicken okay. fingers that you get from a steakhouse. <laughs> or 7-Eleven. <7-11. laughs> mm. Uh, speaking of that, let me say we start the show, the Simple Mind Sports Show, the latest and greatest in New England sports, two-man show today.